on the air in just two seconds. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Celine Brozovich. I met her in May, Mother's Day weekend, at the Seattle VegFest. I hadn't traveled in almost five years, and she was the demo coordinator, the person responsible for getting the volunteers to help with the demos, and she just was a ball of fire. And I just, I fell in love with her. She spoke French. I speak un peu de français, not like her. And I said, I have to have you on the show. Unfortunately, we were booked till the end of the year, but somebody canceled and she was willing to step in. And I'm so excited for you to meet her. Please welcome Celine. It's so nice to see you again. Bonjour, Chef AJ. <laughs> and hello, everybody. You are just, I don't know, you just have such a wonderful, inspiring personality. And I know my guests will want to hear your story of how you got to be that way. And, and thank you, by the way, for all the wonderful work you did at the VegFest. That, that is not an easy task to, to, to coordinate two days worth of demos like that. Yeah, this is interesting. When you approach somebody, something with an engineering mind, uh, very process-oriented, just have a process and you can do everything you want. Yeah, you must have been tired afterwards, though. When you eat plant, you're not tired. More power to the plant. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you get involved with eating plants? Were you raised eating plants? Uh, it's an interesting story. So I'm going to tell, uh, take my time to share that story. So from the accent, you know that I was not born in Seattle, Washington. I was born in a small little tiny country called the Ivory Coast on the West Coast of Africa. And I moved in the US after my engineering degree, got an MBA and got my first job in research and development. Can you believe that? From that little tiny country to Bellcore, Bell Communication Research, the research and development company par excellence in telecommunication. Of course, I developed uh, imposter syndrome and I was working day in, day out. And throughout my career, I was always working long hours, 60, 80, 100 hours a week. And I burned out my, in my last job. And when I say burnout, it's a complete burnout, physical, emotional. I gained weight, went from size 6, 8 to size 16, 18. Developed high blood pressure, developed high cholesterol, developed acid reflux. My heart was going crazy, became a suicidal. I was a real mess. When I went to see the doctor, poor Dr. Hafford, who wanted to put me on medication for high blood pressure, I almost punched him. And I'll tell you that story why I wanted to punch him. And I look at him and I'm like, Dr. Hafford, H, no, 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 and no. And I'll share that story later. So I came home. I am angry. I am sick, but I don't have an option. At the time, my husband was working as the uh, vice president for mission and ethic for Providence Medical Center. And there is one of the most wonderful doctor called Dr. Kevin Clay, who had introduced to the hospital something called CHIP, the Complete Health Improvement Program. So I met with Kevin, who gave me a kit, uh, the, 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 the CHIP kit. I came home. I read it, I read it some more, 
and read it some more. It was amazing. And I started doing the research. And as part of lifestyle medicine, because CHIP is based on lifestyle medicine, the food is whole food, plant-based nutrition. I jump in there two feet with my two, my two feet in there, start eating whole food plant-based. And this has been almost eight years. I haven't looked back and I love it. I lost the weight, lost the bl blood pressure came down. I, uh, cholesterol went down, became vibrant, energized, the skin uh, had, had it. And I decided that this is a message that more people ought to hear. So I became a public speaker and I am sharing that story in French, English, and even in my mother's native tongue. This is how I got into whole food, plant-based eating and lifestyle medicine in general. Celine, are you familiar with Dr. Hans Deal, the founder of the CHIP program? Yes, yes. Are, are you aware that he passed away four days ago? I'm so sorry to tell you this. Yes, a dear friend of mine. Yeah, he leaves a legacy though. Yeah, I'm so, I'm sorry to tell you this on the air, but you mentioned CHIP program and, you know, it's just so many people got their entry to this through the CHIP program. Oh no, I may know. he rest in, oh la la, oh la la. I'm so, I should, maybe I should have told you before. I didn't know that you were going to talk about the CHIP program. I'm so sorry, but but better that you know, but we're going to have a memorial for him on Zoom. I'll invite you. And um, okay. Okay. yeah, I'm okay. sorry, but you know, you're, wow. you you are you working now um with this company to, to to teach this to other people so i created my own company and uh so from a professional standpoint every quarter i work with dr kevin clay and we teach the lifestyle medicine program to the nurses and employees and the last two classes we had doctors actually attending that so we have a seven week program for the hospital and uh, one of the doctors, actually, Dr. Kim Simons, hi, Dr. Simons, is inviting me now to attend the demos that she does for her patients. And I have my own coaching and consulting business that where I offer lifestyle medicine uh, program that I developed, combining lifestyle medicine and people change management principles because at the end of the day it is about change and change is a process and there is a science behind change and my own experience so i have created that company and i offer my services in both french and in english and i talk about it and uh, usually you give me that microphone I cannot stop talking about it to try to share with people that there is hope. There is no reason for us to be sick, to be sluggish, to give up our dreams. We can do something about it. That's wonderful. Uh, what year did you take the CHIP program? In 2016. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's just, it, I took it too. I took it in 2010 and I was already vegan at the time, but I learned so much from that program. It's one of the best program in there. And one of the things I love about the cheap program, they call it PVO now, is it basically takes into account the whole person. 
what I tell my customers is I don't care how many kale you'll be eating. If you are stressed out or you are not forgiving or your emotional intelligence is zero, you are going to be as chic as all the other people. So you have to look at you as a person, your entire person to make that health journey successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, you could have done a demo with the veg fest. You, you, I, I didn't see you cook, but I bet you, you are a fabulous cook because anybody that can orchestrate the demos has to know a little bit their way around the kitchen. I am my mother's daughter. My mother's put her fingers in just water. Eat it. It's delicious because my mother's has her fingers in it. <laughs> oh my God. Did, did anyone else in your family join you in healthy eating? Yes. My husband did. Nice. Yeah, 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 your husband, he's a great guy. You should bring him on. He's hilarious. Oh, my God. That is so funny. She's doing this before a live. 70 pounds. Okay, why don't you come and check? Okay. Wow, a 70-pound weight loss is an incredible story right there. 70-pound weight loss. That's pretty good. The other thing was taking the uh, blood they had a research project in Providence where they were looking at all your uh, biomarkers. For So every six months, they took a sample of your poop, your blood, and your uh, saliva. And out of that, they had 50 markers for which you had either a yellow light, red light, or green light. I watched every for two years, and the project was two years, I watched my markers go from red to yellow, to green, not all of them, but many, many of the 50. So it's not just me, it's biology. We, did you have any resistance to changing your diet? Well, this was it. This was, you know, plant-based. We went whole food plant-based July 17, uh, 2017. That was it. That's that amazing. Was, yeah. 70 pounds is, is very, that's a lot. That's more than your dog weighs, I think. Yeah, it's 25 pounds. So uh, what I did with my husband was I started the program myself, made sure I knew what was in there. And I want to thank Dr. Uh, McDougall, Dr. Uh, Lee, because when I was ready, I invited my husband. We watched the documentary on July 17, 2017. And he went and he said, I am in. And I made him a promise. I'm like, this is going to be, we're going to change a lot of things, but I promise you, I will always cook to your taste. And because you love chili so much, there will always be chili in the freezer. So regardless of what I cook, if you don't like it, you always have an alternative. So the ladies who are watching here, in your family, do not nag them. Do not nag your spouses. Do not nag your children. Invite them. And if you're going to cook, try to understand their own taste buds and invite them to the journey. It's a journey. And don't impose things on them. Be respectful. And this is how I did. And uh, he is, uh, he, he, he remember in his case, he remembers exactly when he made the transition. So every July 17, he celebrates because this is the day he went 100% whole food plant based. 
That's incredible. Were you able to tr- uh, create or recreate some of your like childhood favorites in a whole food plant-based manner? Yeah. And this oh. is, uh... <laughs> he's talking about the waffle. The, uh, the way I bribed him in his case was my husband is a waffle lover. So I took the waffles and I recreated them using 100% ingredient and the taste was delicious. He loved it. So yes, to answer your question, I recreated uh, my childhood recipes and any recipes that I see there. And I also do that for my customers. I call that engineering remix. Give me a recipe, your favorite recipe. I will look at that favorite recipe and I'm like, oh, this is what they want to do here. This is what they want to do here. For example, one of my customers love her broccoli uh, casserole loaded with that cream, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, you want the cream? Here's how we're going to do it. Let's dump some cashews in it. So the cashew gave, gave it to me some that creaminess and a little bit of that fat, the taste of the fat that they like it, and a little bit of potatoes in there and plenty of garlic, onions, and uh, plenty of spices, the herbs. Uh, and she tasted it. She's like, oh, it's even better than the, that, what I had before. And I'm like, voila, here's what we're talking about. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you, do you have a recipe book or do you think you'll ever write one? No, I don't think I want to write a recipe book because you have a lot of recipes book out there. You have one of, uh, some of your recipes book are favorite in our household here. What people need, in my opinion, is to have people walking along the, the, them and help them understand that they can do it and help them through the change process, which is key. So I don't think right now it's not on my radar screen. How how do you help people change? You know, there's a there's a saying: nobody likes change except for a wet baby. Uh, people seem to want to change, yet it's so hard. So how how do you work with them to facilitate change? Okay, so in corporate America, I specialize in something called people change management. And I am certified in a process that is called ProSci, and their model is called ADCAR. So to change, you follow the following five steps. One is awareness. You need to be aware that change is coming. So listening to YouTube videos, books, and your own health, when you see those blood markers, you know that change is required. Then you go to desire. This is one of the things I do with my program. I work with people to, for them to understand what I call their burning yes. Why do you want to change? Because unless you answer that question, why do you want to change? That burning yes, you are not going to change. Stephen Covey says, for you to say no, you have to have a burning yes inside of you. So we do the coaching so that they come to that burning yes. Why? And I give them example and we use different methodologies for people to understand why do I want to change? And then we go to knowledge. Knowledge is books and everything. Knowledge is interesting. I can give you a book on how to cook. I can give you a book on how to swim. You can read it in French, English, German, whatever it is. You still won't know how to change until you go to the next phase, which is called ability in the outcome model. I call it capacity building. You have to know what you are doing. So I incorporate that in the program. 
because when you want to change, especially the eating, you have some foundation, the foundational things that you need. You have to go after that big nasty enemy, the white sugar. You have to know how to change it. And then we go to the R phase reinforcement and tell people, how are you celebrating the change? How do we reinforce that change? So they are either in groups or in uh, going shopping, whatever it is that they want to do to continue. So I use that people change management model to support my customers embrace the change that is needed so that they can embrace total health. Did that answer that question? Yeah, you know, I, I I love what you said. In order to say no, you need to have a bigger yes. That makes a lot of sense. I love it. You mentioned Dr. McDougal. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. I love Dr. McDougal. Yeah. You seem to have such a, you seem like a very happy person, have just a kind of a joyous spirit. Is that Was that always the case or when you were stressed out, not so much? Uh, when you've been given a second chance in life, you have to be happy. And um, I told you, December of 2015, I almost committed the inevitable, uh, almost killed myself. And uh, embracing that lifestyle medicine and the food that we are eating is wonderful for depression, working on stress, working on my emotions and being grateful on, you know, I am alive. Other people are not alive. So... Yeah. I cannot help than being happy. And also I am talking here about my passion. I am passionate about that lifestyle medicine. I am passionate about bringing health to other people. So it makes me happy. Nice, nice. Do, do you have any friends or family members that have followed in your footstep or just your husband? Oh, uh, my family uh, members in Africa, in the U.S. here. Yes, I have, convert, I have, I use the term, I have contaminated a lot of them. But isn't in general, I mean, I don't know if processed food reached Africa, but in general, don't they have a healthier diet anyway? Oh, no, no. Really? No, 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 no. Uh, McDonald's. Uh, K, uh, uh, KFC, the junk food have made the space, the place in Africa, oh and the uh, the white sugar, the processed food. Nestle is there. Hey, the Magi Cube. Yeah, no, 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 no. Ex but traditionally, exactly. traditionally, that traditionally, like right. Traditionally, it was wonderful. And one of the things when I'm when I'm coaching, when I'm doing classes in Africa, and I'm like, you know what? Let's get back to basic, to basics. Remember when you were visiting your grandfather or your grandma, remember how it is that they were cooking? Did they cook with the whole cow or did they cook with 10,000 fish or with you know, 50,000 chicken? No, the food was very, very simple. Uh, the vegetables, the corn that will be put in the fire, the yam that will be there, very, very simple food. And meat and stuff or dried fish will be used to basically give a little bit of flavor we did not use the quantity of meat, fish that people are eating today. And on sugar was not something that, you know, we're eating. People will, will have their fruit directly from the tree. 
But yeah. now everybody thinks that it's cool to eat that cake, to eat that croissant, to eat that pizza. Yeah. And I tell them, I'm like, no, it's not cool. At the end of the day, don't make me tell you what it is that it looked like. How old were you when you came to the United States? I was uh, 20. How old was I? It was right after my engineering degree. 25, 24, 25, yes. Wow, right. Do, do, do you like living in the United States? I love it. I nice. became me. I found me living here, uh, found my own game, my own values, uh, did the things that were important to me, yes. What kind of foods did you grow up eating? Uh, I grew up eating a lot of um, stew. My favorite stew is okra. I grew up eating um, a lot of rice, a lot of plantain, cassava, and a lot of vegetables and a lot of tomatoes. So my story with tomatoes was I was kind of a sicklish kid. And I remember my father, when he would come home around 4 or 5 p.m., and he would go, uh, he's in there, and I have to go up, and he would give me raw tomatoes to eat. He's like, that would build you up. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. A friend of mine, a neighbor, actually grew her own uh, tomatoes. And now that I'm eating tomatoes that somebody else grew, I, I can't eat the store-bought ones anymore. No, you cannot eat them. I'm growing tomatoes in my garden. They look like candies. You know, uh, last year I had some of those uh, cherry tomatoes. Oh, they're so delicious. And when you, after you've eaten food that is grown naturally and you smell it, you're like, what, are, what is it that they're selling to us in the stores? But it's a different story. Do you grow any of your own food? Uh, but I don't grow my own food entirely, but I grow at least a lot of my spices. And uh, during the summer, I have a vegetable garden, grow my zucchini, my uh, kale, my parsley, my grow a few things, but not enough to sustain me. I have just, it, 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 no. <laughs> nice, nice. Let me see if there's any questions in the chat. Oh, um, somebody's saying, well, what can I replace for sugar? We currently use Splenda. We aren't vegan or plant-based, but we're making healthy changes. That'd be a very good question. Uh, to, to replace sugar, I tell people, what, number one, the best sugar replacement are your whole fruits, your whole apple, your whole banana, your own pineapple, your own whole fruit, your own berries. Now, if you want to sweeten uh, something, my favorite go-to that I teach my customers is dates. Why? Date is fantastic. If you take 100 gram of white sugar, you have 382 calories in it, and it's just pure sugar. It's sweet, that's it. It basically messes up your metabolism. But when you look at that, the same 100 gram of date, not only do you have the sweetness, but you have vitamins, you have minerals, and you have fiber. So uh, for the person answering that question, how to make that date paste, you have uh, Chef AJ has some recipes online, very simple. Take your date, take some water, dump it in a Vitamix. And actually I saw somebody doing it with, actually with a hand mixer. If you soak it, you have your date paste. It becomes your sweetener. You can sweet your coffee, your tea, your cranberry sauce, 
anything where you your your cake, your cookies, anything where you need sugar, date paste is your your go to. And Splenda is not something that should go into your mouth. No, 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 and no. Absolutely. Take that Splenda. Don't, uh, return it to the store to be reimbursed and please don't give it to somebody else because if it's not good for you it's not good for somebody else yeah and she's mentioning her husband is diabetic but you know if you would consider even doing a 21-day experiment following an oil-free whole food plant-based diet he might be able to reverse his diabetes and many people have yes but yeah. i agree with you splenda is worse than sugar it's just chemicals you know yeah yeah, that's uh, it's sucralose, but yeah. And you know, what's interesting is those fake sugars actually perpetuate your desire to eat sweets more than even sugar, as bad as sugar is. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? People love to know <laughs> what our guests eat for a day. So I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast because I am lactose intolerant. So growing up, Usually growing up, breakfast was bread and uh, milk and coffee and this. So it was awful. So I developed that habit, not eating uh, breakfast. So uh, what do I enjoy eating? I will say it depends on the day and it depends on my mood. There are 80,000 edible foods, out, edible plants out there. I don't like to limit myself with favorite this, favorite that. Even though I will never pass an okra soup. <laughs> Okra, that's interesting. How do you cook okra so that it's not slimy? Oh, actually, I love it slimy. You do? Oh, yes. I heard that slime is actually good for your gut microbiome. <laughs> I love it slimy. So the way I cook my okra is, of course, saute a little bit of onion and uh, no tomato because the tomato is acidic. So you will basically destroy the, um, the, uh, the sliminess. And I dump as many mushroom in there, different kind of mushroom, shiitake, king oyster, uh, you name it, three, four, five, six, seven mushroom in there, and plenty of other vegetables. Uh, I've gone to, to even the point of having artichokes in my okra soup. I love artichokes. I love artichokes. <laughs> yep, yep, that's great. Do you have time to exercise every day? I have in my office here a trampoline. The trampoline is my exercise of choice because I could jump on that trampoline and not only work my cardio, according to some people, I'm working my lymphatic system and I have some weight in there, uh, especially during the winter. But during the summer, I live in one of the most beautiful places in the United States, the Pacific Northwest. Yay, people from the Pacific Northwest. So I go out, I go for a walk. And then on weekends, I try to get during the summer as many hikes as possible. Yeah, it's beautiful up where you live. Yeah. Had you been volunteering for them for a while? For uh, Veshfest? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fun. Did you, you, you did... Love, love Amanda Strombaum? Amanda is so wonderful and so passionate with the vegetarian cause that it's, whatever you do, I'll support you. I didn't, um, did, I met some really fabulous people there, even speakers that have already been on the show, like Dr. Ann PTA, the uh, vegan oncologist. Did you have time to go to any of the presentations? No, I was fully dedicated to my chef. Nice. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Let's see if there's any more questions. Do you work with people one-on-one -on -one in groups or both? I don't believe in the one-on-one -on -one because there is something called the power of the tribe. So I like to have group, minimum three, and families. 
and uh, no more than 10, 12 people in the group. Nice. Um, Jesse says, how many languages do you speak? She's assuming French and English or two of them. So I speak French. I speak English. I have a Dutch in there. She learned a little bit of German and my mother's native tongue and my father's native tongue, which are fairly similar. My mother's native tongue and my father's native tongue. It's like uh, British English and American English. One of them is nasal. One of them is not. So those are the languages that I speak. And I speak plain, whole food, plain, I speak lifestyle medicine. It's my new language. <laughs> I love that. What, what language do you speak? Lifestyle medicine. Sarah says she loves that expression, power of the tribe. Yeah, I've always heard people say, find your tribe and love them hard. I'm guessing that when you were in, in corporate, there weren't a lot of whole food plant-based eaters. I had no clue. I was working, my last job was with a Fortune nine company, the nine biggest corporation in America, the best health insurance and in all. But no, we didn't know about lifestyle medicine. We didn't know about those things. And wellness in corporate America is, oh, go do some stretching here, go do some yoga here. No people in corporate America. We have to take the wellness of people more seriously. It is much more, it's much, it's simpler, but much more elaborate than telling people, count your steps, count this. No, let's take into account the whole person, what they choose to put in their mouth when it comes to that nutrition, what they choose to put in their health. How are they managing that stress? How are they sleeping? And what are their relationships with other people? That Those emotions play a big role. So we have to start looking at wellness not one pillar at a time, but the whole, all the pillars. Absolutely. It, it, the people are asking, is your mother plant-based now? Does she live in, in, still live in the Ivory Coast? My mother, unfortunately, passed away oh. five years ago and I was too late. And this is actually the story of why I almost punched Dr. Hartford in his face when he wanted to put me on medication for high blood pressure. When I was born 60 years ago, they diagnosed my mother with high blood pressure. I, growing up, I was always seeing my mother taking medication. I was really intrigued. What is it that you have to take medication all the time? Medication is supposed to do, I have something, I take it, it takes care of it, and I am done her entire life and different kind of medication. And toward the end of her life, I don't know what happened to her. She developed something to her brain where my mother didn't recognize me. So I would stand in front of my mother there and she won't recognize me because whatever, until today, they haven't been, been able to tell me what it is. And it hurt, it hurt so bad. It hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. So when, when that doctor wanted to put me on medication for high blood pressure, I told him, and I'm like, hey, no, and I'm like, I am polite. That's why I'm not using the other words. We have to find answers. There are answers for bl high blood pressure, and it doesn't have to be 100% medication for absolutely everybody. Yes, certain individuals need a little bit of medication, but please, doctors, tell us about my lifestyle. Tell me about how I'm managing that stress. Tell me about what it is that I am choosing to put in my life. Tell me about how I am sleeping. Tell me about, you know, hydration. Tell me about exercise. Tell me about me as a human being before you dump chemicals on me. Anyway. I can see you're passionate about this. 
I have, uh, there is a solution and it works. It works. The numbers are there. And the lifestyle medicine is beautiful because you work with medical doctors. It's not no charlatanism or whatever it is. No, it's real. It works and it is doable. People who are listening to me, please, for you, for your children, for your family, find somebody who knows what it is that they're doing and go after it. And remember, you can do it. You can do it. It's a day at the time, a meal at the time, a thought at the time, a desire at the time, but please do it. You deserve it. Who said you don't deserve to be happy? Who said you don't deserve to be healthy? And you can do it. It's possible. Why do you think people have so much resistance to changing their diet? Oh, you have different things in there. Number one, we are constantly bombarded with advertising. I leave my house. As soon as I turn here, here is all of the junk food that uh, companies that are out there advertising, telling us you know, how delicious it is. Two, the quality of the food that we have in our supermarket. Everybody, for some reason, wants to have to live life and find things easy. Unfortunately, all of the processed food that are available to us is not healthy. And they are, it's done also in such a way that it develop, we develop that addiction to it. And addiction is so hard to get rid of. So that makes it difficult for people to change. And the third thing is you have so many conflicted, conflicting information. Eat that, do this, go here, go that. Everybody look, it's like, you know, who is leading whom? And uh, so you make it hard for people. So when we talk to people, we have to show a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy and uh, invite them in that because it's not easy, but it is feasible. That's fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, so many people just don't acknowledge that, that food for so many people is an addiction. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was looking at, oh, I am coming after you, Lacroix. I, everybody, oh, Lacroix, I'm loving Lacroix because I'm having water. And, and uh, I, I take and I'm like, oh, you think you're having water? Let's look at the ingredient natural flavors and I'm like, yeah, do that, you know that, what is in that natural flavors let me tell you something that you don't know yeah tell us because people you know I, I i mean i don't mind when people bring Lacroix over if they want to drink it but it to me it's funky it like because there's something about it that makes you want to have more and it doesn't even taste that good <laughs> there is something wrong with natural like so let me explain to people and their lacroix Lacroix is whatever it is, but they have something in there, two words, natural flavors. Do you know what is that natural flavors? Nope. It's chemicals. Do you know what the natural flavors, that, uh, what it is that they do, it, it, it does to your body? This machine that we have that we call our body, especially our gut, is extremely smart, even smarter than AI, than chat GPT. When I give him fiber, I give him carbohydrate, I give him protein, I give him fat. He knows what to do with that. I give him those phytonutrients and all of those great things. He knows what to do with that. But when I give him that natural flavor, the body goes like, what is that? What, what do I do with that? And obesity says, I can do something with it. 
The cancer cells, oh, give it to me. This is what I, 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 I thrive on. Your body doesn't know what to do with the natural flavor. So whatever your body doesn't know what to do with it, do not put it in your body. You're putting your body in stress and you're creating, you're creating basically a framework that is good, a, a breeding a feed for addiction and diseases. So don't spend your money buying Lacroix. Lacroix, I want you to come after me. We're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Lacroix is the crap. Lacroix. And people think because it had zero calories, it, it might be helpful, but it really isn't. Dr. Goldhammer is really against it. Also because it's in an aluminum can. And we're going to learn tomorrow from Dr. McDougal that Alzheimer's is caused by aluminum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Alzheimer is a nasty disease. It is a nasty disease. So uh, anybody listening to me, maybe you may want to go into a, a long-term memory care and don't look at the patient with Alzheimer because they don't know anything, but look at the families, look at the caregivers. The impact on Alzheimer's, on dementia, is not on the person actually having the disease. It's on the, the husband, the wife, the daughter, the child, the niece, the nephew. Witnessing that, it is painful. I witnessed a friend of mine watching his wife with Alzheimer. It was awful, awful, awful. So now we know that those diseases are linked to our lifestyle. You don't have the right to make all your, your, the people you love, uh, you don't have to make them suffer. There's a saying when somebody has Alzheimer's, you lose them once, the first time when they are diagnosed and then the second time when they pass away. Does your husband trampoline with you? No, he doesn't like the trampoline. My husband likes the bike, so he bikes. Uh, and uh, he likes to swim. So, and uh, I don't like the gym. My husband loves the gym, so he goes to the gym. He's a YMCA man. And uh, I do my exercise at home. Uh, one of the live viewers, Queen of Weave, says, are you on social media? Is there a place to follow you? I am. Um, my social media is very interesting. I do not. I'm telling my customers, get off social media because you want to leave quality time and all. So I don't develop it too much because I don't want the people to go there, but you can find me. I am on YouTube, I am on LinkedIn, but if you're going to find me, don't stay there. Find one question you have and go, find your information, close it and go do something else with your life. Go do forest bathing, go walk in the forest, go talk to your, your, your friends and everything. So yes, you can find me on social media, type my name, you'll find me there. But if I see you too much on my social media, I'm going to cut you off because I don't want you there. I want you to live your life. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, does your husband enjoy okra as much as you do? Asks just No, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. But I have a way to sneak it into his food. That's funny. What, so, are, what are his favorite the way I, mm -hmm. So uh, if I'm making a soup for him, because um, I believe in that, the third minimum 30 plant per week. So when I am making a soup for him, I will put some okra in there, but I won't put anything to make it slimy. And when I am pureeing that soup, thank you, Vitamix, uh, he doesn't know he's eating okra because everything is blended. This is how I sneak okra to him. And this is how I sneak a whole bunch of vegetables to my husband. <laughs> nice. How, what are his favorite foods to eat? Asks Justine. 
shepherd pie. Mm. Love a shepherd pie. So when I make the shepherd pie is uh, I will use uh, three or four different potatoes and I'll use all kinds of vegetables, uh, peas, mushroom, corn, red bell pepper, green bell pepper, yellow bell pepper, a little bit of broccoli, a little bit of um, cauliflower, plenty, plenty, plenty. So there is a great base of vegetables on top of uh, for his shepherd pie and make it crispy and uh, make it very garlicky and uh, with a little bit of um, cashews to give that fatty thing. And of course, nutritional yeast. And this is his shepherd pie. Wow, that sounds great. Can people get the recipe anywhere? That sounds delicious. Uh, you know, AJ, Mr. Chef AJ, the reason why I don't have recipes and stuff, I am African. We don't cook with recipes. You get in that kitchen and you look you're like, no, hmm, what is that thing in here that we have in that fridge? Let me do that. So maybe one day I'll try to tape myself when I am cooking and then go and say, oh, I use that much. I use that much. I use that much. I know that, that, that you know, that a lot of people, some of the best cooks in the world cook that way. Yep. So uh, people are saying they love your passion. And Susanna says, can you share your best strategies for converting older teens and young adults to this way of eating when they're so stuck on getting enough animal protein? Very good. Very good question. The first thing you want to do is respect them. Respect them. Do not nag them. And watch what is their favorite thing. For example, today, when we are done, we're going to have brunch. We're going to have bacon. But how am I making that bacon? I am using the king oyster. They call it trumpet oyster with some... Um, nutritional yeast, a little bit of tamari, and some uh, paprika, and make it, it looks like bacon, tastes like bacon, smells like bacon. Find what it is that they enjoy eating and try to remix it to their taste. So that they, and, and, and go slowly, and it tastes by invitation. So uh, let me try to give another example. You have a teenager who liked their Cookies, let me take a cookie. There is a beautiful cookie that Dr. Neil Nedley, he called it the depression cookie. I call it the joy cookies because I remix that cookie with a whole bunch of other nuts and seeds done with dates. It is delicious. So you give that to a child and you're like, you know, and they're like, I'm like, yes, there is no sugar in it. So you meet the people where they are at. You meet them where they are at. And remember, it is a change that you want for a lifestyle. So there is no rush. Maybe it's one ingredient that you swap. Or it is one meal that you swap. Or it is one day. But you start with respecting them, inviting them, meeting them where they are at. Find their favorite meal and remix it for them. Yeah. But, you know, she's saying that they're stuck on the belief that they need animal protein. She has she has uh, eight children and I think seven of them are, are boys and they are athletes. And so they have this belief that you you're not going to get adequate protein from plants. That's what I'm guessing. 
Ah, d'accord. OK. So there is a great documentary, The Game Changer. Make them watch that documentary. The documentary is going to do the job for you. Sit down, watch the documentary with them. Because in the game changer, it is you have athletes because young teenager boys, they want to build those muscles and all. That's why they want all of this. They should watch the game changer. It talks about that clearly. And then you follow up giving them their meals. Yeah, that is a great suggestion. I hear they're coming up out with a sequel for it. Yeah. Game changers too. Susanna, I know you're watching live. Has your family seen that movie? And if so, then what is their resistance? You know, it's, it's, I mean, have they read Proteinaholic? It's just, you know, it's just, it's so pervasive that belief that if you don't eat animals, you won't get enough protein yet. I mean, where, where does the, the, the largest land mammals, like the elephant who doesn't eat meat, like how are they getting enough protein? Those poor weak elephants, you know? Yeah. And the orangutan, one of the strongest animals on the face of the earth. Uh, the last time I checked, didn't eat any animals. He ate yeah. plant. And um, so, uh, Suzanne, if you're doing, uh, remember, you are not dealing with your boys or your boy alone. You are dealing with a machine, a big corporate machine, indoctrinating them, brainwashing them. So you have to go. And the way you're going to win it is with love. Love them to death. Love them through everything. And work with them with their transition phases. Do uh, go for the, uh, the, the, the the transitional meat in the uh, I, I don't care much for them, but it, when you're changing, it will be okay. But the way we're going to win that game is with love and respect. Yep, absolutely. Do, do your programs are they ongoing? Do they have a start and stop time? How does that work? So it's a nine week program, and where every week we tackle something very specific. For example, the first week we tackle sugar. It's like, no, hey people, I don't like that sugar. It's pure, it's white, it's deadly. So I'm going to teach you how you're going to get rid of it. So we go in the kitchen, we do a raspberry spread, a chocolate spread, uh, spices spread. And so now you know, and you taste it, you, you go along and we take one disease. The second week I'm like, okay, we all love eggs. Let's look at, you know, how, what we change eggs with. And then we I teach them how to make their own salad dressing because I want people to eat more greens. So we make like three or four salad dressing. And then after the fourth, the fourth week, when we have a good base for the food, we start looking at the emotions, the relationship, the exercise, the sleep. The way I do my program is I do not give recipes to people. If you Google vegan recipes, you have 1.6 trillion of them. I'm so honored and I'm so sorry, something just started. You are mute, uh, Chef AJ. Sorry about that. That happens occasionally, like the ghost in the machine. Things just start playing. I apologize. Please continue. Yeah. So um, 
now I lost my phone. <laughs> you were talking about nine week class. You start, you know, yeah, one yeah, it's a nine week class eggs. where we combine, you know, we go slowly and I do not give recipes to people. I help people make the foundation. If you want to do, to transition to a whole food plant based, learn how to change your sweet, learn how to change your fat, learn how to eat your greens, learn how to make your milk, learn how to make your sour cream. Once you have that basic, now you can do absolutely everything. Yeah. What do you think of this new thing that they're putting on the produce? Have you heard about this appeal, A-P-E-E-L? No. Okay, because that's been a big uh, topic here on Chef AJ Live. They're putting on this coating that's supposed to extend the the shelf life of the produce, but they're not necessarily telling us what produce has it. And apparently it's got hexane and all kinds of things. Look into it because Uh... people are starting to get really uh, worried about that. Slowly, I think we have now to start getting, uh, we the people have to start getting in community. We have to start finding a farm next to where we live. And it's like, you know, I will get my things from your farm. Send it to me. And I don't like, I don't want, your apple doesn't have to be beautiful. No, apple is beautiful. I have an apple tree. It doesn't come beautiful. And so this is a crime, a crime that we are committing on ourselves, but with the the food and all the chemical that, you know, whoever is in power is dumping on our food system. It is not right. It is not fair. It is not honest. It is not loving. We should stop that. Yeah. Amen. What, are, what is the plant-based or vegan scene like in your community? Or do, you, do you live in Seattle or you live somewhere else in Washington? Uh, I live uh, 40 minutes north of Seattle in a beautiful little uh, town called Molkitio. Nice. Do you have any yeah. meetups or are there other like-minded people there? Yes. We have great restaurants around here. We have great people who respect but the Pacific Northwest. You know, naturally, people love the environment. They love uh, nature and stuff. So it's very uh, conducive, very supportive to be plant-based and to be uh, whole food. Yes. Nice. Are there any physicians that are plant-based where you live? Any what? Any physicians, you know, plant-based yes. doctors? Yes, you, uh, we have them. For well, Dr. Clay is my... Dr. Clay, Kevin, hello. <laughs> uh, you have, uh, I have met now Dr. Uh, Kim, uh, Kim Simons, uh, Dr. Teeve, uh, Dr. Uh, Carl Myers, a retired oncologist. And uh, you have a lot of doctors that are coming and uh, Kevin is doing a fantastic job within the Providence Swedish system to invite more doctors, more nurses into lifestyle medicine and into the plant-based movement. So you have more and more. And my own primary uh, PCP, uh, she's a nurse practitioner, uh, Julie Hornsby, very, very supportive of plant-based. So uh, yeah, so you have more and more of them slowly. It's too slow for my taste, but it is coming. Well, that's wonderful. You mentioned a cookie by Dr. Nedley. What was it called? The joy, you call it the depression cookie, but I call it the joy cookie. And I'll send you my recipe for the joy cookies because here is what I did with the joy cookies. I took Dr. Nedley cookie and I'm like, what is he trying to do? He's like, oh, he's trying to take nut with tryptophan and omega-3. So I did my research and I'm like, let me find the one with the maximum amount of tryptophan, the maximum amount of omega-3s. And I created my own recipes with that, with dates, 
no sugar and it is delicious. It's decadent. Mm. <laughs> I'll send you the recipe. You can share that with your customers. Oh, and I would love to. I'd, I'd love to put it in the show notes. You know, Dr. Nedley is my doctor. That's why I moved up here. He's like my actual primary PCP. Yeah, it's fantastic. I have his book, Depression the Way Out. It I won't call it my Bible, but it is one of the books that I read with pleasure. It's probably outside in the uh, can you give me the China study of pleasure, please? Depression, the yeah, the depression the way out. Yeah, the translating. Voilà. Here is one of my favorite, Dr. Colin Campbell. It's a great book. I didn't read it, but I did listen to it. Yeah, it, it, oh, it is it is fantastic. It's a, it is a fantastic book, a fantastic research. And uh and, and Dr. Colin Campbell is great. What I like about Dr. Campbell is number one, his humility and is uh, down to earth. Realizing that, you know, we don't know everything yet. So we should be a little bit more humble and but realize that, you know, a few things are good. Eating plant, whole plant is great and staying away from what he called re reductionism. Oh, I'm going for vitamin K. I'm going for vitamin C. No, eat food, eat the whole food. There are plenty of things in that food that we don't even know. Everything that is in there, go for that whole food. Absolutely. Uh, Je uh, Jennifer would like to know, what kind of chair are you sitting on? The chair? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I got it on Amazon. <laughs> it looks comfortable. I, I don't remember the brand. I don't remember the brand. It looks very, very comfortable. Thank you. You ever thought about writing a book about your story from stress? Yes. yes, I am writing my book called Feel Vibrant and Energized All Day Long. That sounds great. Well, you seem like you walk the talk and you seem vibrant and energetic and happy. What more could you the want? Power to the plant. The, um, I love that power to the plant. And to summarize it a little bit for people, um, joy and happiness is something that we can do something about. We all come from broken families. We have our share of this, but I want you to look at yourself and say, where is it written that you, who is listening to me right now, do not deserve joy and happiness? I have yet to find that book and you can do something about it. Look at that lifestyle of yours. What are my emotions? who it is that I haven't forgiven. In the program, I put a lot of emphasis on forgiveness because if you haven't forgiven somebody, Mandela is saying, it's as if you're drinking poison and thinking that somebody else is dying. Yeah. Well, how do you forgive? Um, you know, I, I actually, Dr. Deal actually did a segment on my show about forgive to live. Yeah, forgive to live, yes. Any, any tricks or tips on making forgiveness easier? Yeah, yeah. this is the book that uh, we recommend when I teach with Dr. Clay uh, by, by Dr. Oh, T. Oh, no, she's Dick. been on the show, Dr. Dick Tibbetts. Voila. 
Yeah, he has a great book. And I got the, I have the workbook too. And he was supposed to come on again for his next book, Dr. Dick Tibbetts. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a good book. Uh, forgiveness is interesting. It's one of the most, it's easy to say, oh, you should forgive, you should forgive. But it's one of the most difficult things to do. So if you are Christian, when I work with my customers, if they are Christian, I have a way of approaching that to them, uh, with them. If they are not Christian, I tell them, you know, the science is showing and the Mayo Clinic has a research on forgiveness or the lack of it on your health. Find yourself a forgiveness coach and do something because don't keep somebody in your bedroom. Don't keep somebody in your heart where somebody else is, being, is having fun and you are not. Why should, why? But when you are Christian, it's much more easier for me because I am Christian and I tell them, look at that crucifix up there. Look at that crucifix up there. Do you believe that you deserve what you have today? You have it because somebody forgave. And let's work, let's pray, let's ask for the grace to be able to forgive. And forgiveness, I believe, is uh, one of the biggest roadblocks between us and our life and our health, our full-blown health. Wow. Somebody just texted me the, uh, the Nedley cookie and it has walnuts, whole wheat, pastry, flour, flaxseed meal, carob chips, maple syrup. No maple syrup in the one that I'm going to send you. Absolutely no maple syrup. There is no fiber in maple syrup. More power to dates. <laughs> I love dates. I'm writing a whole book right now based on dates. Just uh, it's over 150 recipes, all fruit sweetened, mostly dates, but other fruits as well. Yeah. And, and actually another one for, for, uh, for date, sometimes I use figs, Fig, the dry figs in lieu of the dates, because uh, figs has that a little bit of tartness in there. It make its sweetness a little bit more delicate. So uh, you may want to play, uh, you may want to play, try the date paste, but also try the fig paste because they're both delicious. And uh, I prefer the fig because there is something a little bit tart about it that make it a little more vibrant. Yeah, nice. That sounds great. Well, even though you don't measure, maybe you should still write a cookbook. <laughs> it could be great. How to cook without, it could be called how to cook without a recipe. Mm -hmm. And you cook for the people who are going to eat. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you cook for the people who are going to eat. You, uh, you look, you like, you know, and and what and what I tell people, people who are getting onto a whole food plant base, guess what? Have your music, have a dance. I created my first business. I call it Dances with Foods because every dish has a dance. So if you're cooking something that has some Spanish flavors, your cumin, your this, your tacos, bring yourself some salsa dance and dance and be joyful with your food because that food is going to help you with your mood, is going to help you with your health. So start the joy there. If you're cooking something that is very Frenchy and all, I'll, I'll put in there some French rock and roll music and, and you'll dance with that food. Every food, by the way, has a dance assigned to it. That's great. Uh, Betty says, I became uh, vegan. I went vegan two and a half years ago for health reasons. My question and concern is, do I get enough protein? Yes, you get enough protein. 
And the way you're going to get that enough protein is you have uh, four groups of food. You have your vegetables. You have your fruits. You have your legumes. You have your grains. And I separate the nut and seed there. If every single day you eat from every single group of foods, you diversify and you get to that minimum 30 per week, you will have enough protein for your health. Amen, sister. Nice. So, Anne, you mentioned that you have a YouTube channel, but you don't want us to go on it too much. But is your YouTube channel your name? The YouTube channel is Bekenji. Uh, yeah, Selena Nolan Brozovic and Bekenji O. You see, I don't even nurture it very often. <laughs> send me, send me a text, send me something. I will respond to your question directly. But if you type from how to wow, you're going to find it. Oh, from how to wow. Yeah, because my customers go from how pulling their hair, how do I go about it to wow, it's feasible. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> The, the name of your company that starts, how do you pronounce that? It starts with a B. Project. Bekenji. What does that L. mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Bekenji, to explain Bekenji, it's change is possible. Bekenji, in my mother's native tongue, change is possible. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, change is possible, Bekenji. B-A-Y-K-E-N-J-I, health. Right. And I put that website a few times in the chat and it's also in the show notes. <laughs> well, we look forward to receiving your cookie recipe to add to the show notes. That sounds fantastic. And there is something that I want to share with people. That magic 30, according to the work that has been done by Joey Specters and others, the gut loves to have 30 different plants per week. At the beginning, it's like, oh my God, Akuna Matata. Let me give you some little tips. If you're going to eat sweet potato, let's say potato, go for potato, the white potato, yellow potato, purple potato, three there. Sweet potato, you have the yam, you have the orange, you have the purple, three there, that make it six. Onion, yellow onion, purple onion, uh, white onion, three there, that make it already nine. If, and add the onion leaves, uh, the scallions. And if you're going to get, and add some garlic, they're the same family. If you're going to have a bell pepper, red bell pepper, yellow bell pepper, green bell pepper, three, always go for the colors within the same type of food and it is possible. I have a challenge for everybody here. In one week, we had in this house here, 172 different plants. It is possible, you can do it between all your spices, all your tea, all your herbs, and all the 80,000 edible plants out there, that minimum 30 is something that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And just having a salad or a smoothie, you can get like 10 in, you know? Right there. 
That's so great. Anybody who's ever had more than 172 plant in one week, let me know because I assume that right now I have the bar. <laughs> and I have the list of all of those plants. I will send it to people to say, in one week, we ate this. Yeah, that's fantastic. How long does your, your program, you said it was nine weeks? Nine weeks. We meet 90 minutes per week. And do you do this on Zoom or in person? On Zoom. On that Zoom. way I touch people worldwide, uh, South Africa, France, Canada, the U.S., sitting right here. That's fantastic. Well, it's so fun seeing you again. You think they're going to have the Veg Fest again next year? You think they'll do it again? Yes, they will do that again. And yeah. if she doesn't do that, we have to go shake her to do that. But I know they did that. it. They did it in a different location this year. That was, yes. yeah. Yeah. You think they'll, they'll keep it in that same place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuart and Amanda are passionate about a veg fest, are passionate about health, are passionate about that, so they'll do it. Uh, and so are you, by the way. Yeah. You are passionate about all those things as well. See my life. <laughs> well, you, thank you. Thank you so much. It was so great connecting with you again. You know, your husband's thank the 70 pound weight loss. I'm curious, how long of a time frame was it? Did he did he lose the 70 pounds? So uh, I will share the story. Johnny, I think it took what? Eight months. Uh, eight to 12 months. I think. Eight, eight. So here is what happened for people who want to lose weight. An inflamed body does not lose weight. So when we started, he lost a little bit very, very quickly. It must have been the water weight, whatever it is that they call it. And then for a whole nine, 12 months, that scale did not move. But he continued. What the, when the scale is not moving, what is happening inside you is your body is healing the inflammation, getting the inflammation down. The research is very clear. An, infl an inflamed body, a body full with inflammation does not lose weight. So look at your biomarkers. That's the reason why going on the lifestyle medicine and partnering with your medical doctor is key. Because when you see that cholesterol going down, that uh, um, blood pressure going down, all of those markers, creatinine, whatever it is, all of those complicated things going down, you know something good is happening to your body and then the weight will go down. So be patient. Weight that you put on in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years cannot go down in 10 days, 10 weeks. Take your time, love yourself, be kind to yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Celine. Okay. Uh, I just want to add a footnote, uh, give you the, the latest 2023 update. When I was a junior in high school, I weighed 187. Okay. When I started this thing with Celine, I weighed 268. Okay. When we did the program you know i got down to 208 so it was like 60 pounds and then below that today because of the uh fasting we've been doing the intermittent fasting i weigh 192 without any effort i mean 192 and when i was 18 years old i weighed 188 Okay, 
So I've gone from two, 208 to 192, okay? When, if you think of it from 192 to 268, okay? <laughs> it's, you know, just amazing. And uh, it's really it's really about, you know, uh, once you eliminate the addiction to sugar, uh, you, you just don't need a lot of food. I mean, you, you know, and I love vegetables. I love kale. You know, I put, I put spring greens, you know, kale, arugula, and spinach in my oatmeal. I do a salad in my oatmeal. That sounds great. Yeah. That is because it doesn't have any, his education is very American, doesn't have that French flavor of his education. On ne mettra jamais de la salade dans, dans, dans de l'avoine. No, jamais, 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 jamais. I don't, that part there, I don't cook it for him. Uh, everything sounds better in French, you know? Really, it just reminds me because I was raised by a, a, a French hand. So I just I think that's why I fell in love with you immediately and your accent. Well, make sure you get us that cookie recipe because everybody's chomping at the bit for that. And we'll add it as soon as I get it, guys. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, when I get off the, the screen of here, course. I don't. I'll, I'll bring it, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on the show. And you get a gift. First time guests get two free bottles of California balsamic. So you'll get an email from me shortly and Thomas will send you two flavors. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank and, you so uh, much. Thank you thank so much. Thank you very much for the work that you are doing and oh, for bringing hope to people that, you know, when it comes to our health, we have something that we can do. It has a name. It's lifestyle medicine powered by a whole food plant-based nutrition. And thank you for all of those doctors who have put their career, their reputation on the line to, to fight because it's a big fight that they're doing. And uh, I am deeply sorry for the lot. We've lost one of our pioneers. And, and I'm so sorry. I probably shouldn't have sprung it on you that way. I just, I just, it's the only thing only thing I've been thinking about, but thank you yeah. so much, Celine. Thank you. Have a great okay. rest of your day. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at 10 a.m. tomorrow when Dr. John McDougall is going to be talking about the true cause of Alzheimer's and it has to do with aluminum. Take care, everyone. Have a great